And welcome back to Pick and Pod. 2018-19 season's underway today. Guys, oh, I should introduce the guys first before we get into it. Billy Reinhardt across from me, Charlie Maizano, and Dominic Capone. Are you guys hyped for the NBA season, or is it because, or because we're in New York? Do are we already getting pessimistic about it? I think you'd be pessimistic and also still get hyped about the season. Um, I'm excited personally covering the Nets this year along with Dom. I think it's going to be a fun year. The Nets are going to be better than expected. I think they'll be competitive, whereas the Knicks, I don't really think they're going to be doing too much with Porzingis out. I think they'll be tanking towards the end of the year. But the Nets, I think they're going to be exciting and push for a playoff spot. And we, I wish I should have pointed that out in the beginning. We're going to do a two-parter. So this one you're listening to right now is going to be the general NBA podcast. We're going to talk about it all around the league. That's going to release today on Tuesday. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to release a pure New York Knicks-Nets podcast. That being said, Charlie, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I mean, covering the Knicks this year with you, Reed, it's going to be a strange year with Car- Porzingis possibly missing the whole year. You almost said Carmelo. No, I, I did not say, <laughs> almost say Carmelo. But, uh, yeah, with Kevin Knox should be exciting. I'm really uh, impressed with the progress of Mitchell Robinson. Um, just in general, going to the Garden this year will be, will be pretty awesome. And uh, we'll have to see maybe next year when we come on this podcast, we'll have maybe Kevin Durant in a New York Knicks uniform. I mean, we can touch on that later, but I do. I am with you in the fact that the Knicks are going to make big free agency moves this coming summer. Dom, how are you feeling? Obviously, everyone's going to talk about the Knicks and Nets. We're in New York, but we'll get to that later. As a basketball fan in general, we got so many storylines. LeBron James in a Lakers uniform, DeMar DeRozan. We haven't talked about that yet. As a Spur, yeah. Kawhi Leonard as a Toronto Raptor, and then all these rookies coming in the league. My favorite um, I'll say later on when we do our picks because we're picking rookie of the year and all that. Yeah, we'll do some award picks. I think near the end if we have time, just you know, fun stuff that probably almost never works out. But then again, there's always the people that come into the NBA season that are just like Warriors are going to win it. Warriors are going to win it. What's the point of watching? I disagree with that, but I the Warriors are extremely good. I and adding we- to Marcus Cousins, I know he's injured right now, but in, if he can get back in time for the playoffs, it's it's going to be interesting. I think we all do agree though that the Warriors are going to be. Three three time champions. Well, they're gonna re- they're gonna three peat this year. It's uh, pretty much a gone go- giving conclusion. I- I'll agree with you that they're favored. But uh, speaking of LeBron, let's get into that real quick because I think it's the oldest news, at least to us. Billy, Le- when LeBron went to L.A., what were your immediate emotions about it, and are they any different than what they are now? Well, I talk about this all the time with Rafael, our sports manager here at WFUV, uh, Yankee beat reporter, along with me, and we were at Yankees Red Sox Sunday Night Baseball, Severino against Price. Price couldn't get out of the first inning. He was getting lit up. <laughs> and then five, ten minutes into the game, the Yankees are just hitting Price around. And ESPN, How did this get to David Price in the Red Sox? Wait, wait, wait. Because ESPN literally comes off Yankee Red Sox oh, okay. Sunday Baseball. Okay. Breaking news, LeBron James has chosen the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's where I was when that happened. I'll never forget that. Um, I was thinking more of the basketball. I, great story. More basketball aspect of him <laughs> going there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I didn't think he was going to go back to Cleveland. I think he was done there. And there really weren't too many other options when you look around the league of where he was going to go. The Knicks were never an option. Do you think the 76ers were a legitimate option? I I don't think so. I mean, I think they were. I don't think he was ever considering them over LA or Cleveland. I think they Mm -hmm. were a distant third. Um, But yeah, I think that was the place LeBron always saw himself coming towards the end of his career. He wants a chance to play in LA. And I think people are sleeping on the Lakers' core. I think they think the Cavs were more of a win-now roster. I don't think so whatsoever. I'll get into it a little bit later, but I think Brandon Ingram's poised for a huge season. I think he's going to solidify himself as a really good number two option behind LeBron. They're deep. They got some hard-nosed competitors. I think they're going to be a good team this season. I think the writing was on the wall for LeBron going to the Lakers, whether it was either 
Well, Los Angeles in general, whether it was the Lakers or Clippers, I mean, a media day last year with the late when with the Cavs, he came out and said that he was ready to give Kyrie the keys to the franchise mm-hmm. when uh, he was traded to Boston. I don't think a lot of people took that as a I'm ready to give him the franchise because I'm leaving or just because he's he's the going to be the new face of the franchise in general, which I after pondering over it over the summer when he decided to go to the Lakers, that's when I thought, man, we should have known all along he was he was leaving the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, and also giving the keys to the Cavaliers franchise is like it's kind of like getting a used car. It's not it's not the best in the block. So maybe Ky- Kyrie wanted to go on from there. And I'll but. say this: I wasn't nearly as shocked about him going to the Lakers as I was when he returned to Cleveland the first time. I mean, the Heat were pretty much a dynasty in the making at that point. He was winning every year. They had lost the year prior, but I thought LeBron was set in Miami. I always thought he would come back to Cleveland to finish his career, but in the middle of his prime, I thought he still wanted to win more. Um, so. Yeah, I was he a little wanted surpri- to win that one for Cleveland. Yeah, though. so I was a little surprised that he went back, back to Cleveland at that stage, but going to the Lakers really didn't surprise me too much. And going, a lot of people coming into the season, again, are saying LeBron is which a bunch of, bunch of has-beens like JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, who I think is a really smart basketball player, has smart IQ. I think he really helped this team, especially with Lonzo Ball. And then getting to those younger guys like Kyle Kuzma, uh, Lonzo Ball, like I mentioned, and you mentioned Brandon Ingram. I think it's a perfect amount of both veterans and young guys where you can see the Lakers. I have them actually going, I'm not going to say going pretty far, but obviously they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Some people are saying they're not going to make the playoffs. Hello, they have LeBron James. Of course they're going to make the playoffs. absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I know, it's just it's blasphemy. I'm, I'm with Billy on, on the idea of being more surprised when actually I was the most surprised when he went to Miami, but I get with him when, when he left Miami as well, but I wasn't surprised at all with LA. Not that I was calling for it, but I know he has a lot of off the court um, interest with the movie business. All that. He wants to be a billionaire owner when he grows and up. And his son's like going to play he, basketball in California. Yeah, stuff like it's, that. It all works out. LA is a great stage. Good for his brand. His kids go out to high school out there. And I think this team, Dom pointed that it was really good. This team is way better than the Cleveland team he just went to the finals I with. I 100% agree. And from what I've seen during the preseason, and get granted, I think nothing of the preseason, they have been pushing for a more up-tempo style of play. And with players like Ingram and Ball, who I think is is going to be a, all, a perennial all-star once he hits his stride, this Lakers team and LeBron are, are going to be a perfect fit. Side note, too, I've heard rumors, and by heard rumors means I listened to Bill Simmons' podcast, and he talked about... Uh, very likely, or he was hearing that Damian Lillard could be a potential trade to L.A. So if that ends up happening, L.A. would be a perfect fit for the King. Um, so LeBron's in L.A. We got that. Everyone knows that. What was surprising in terms of player movement, I think, at least surprising to me, was the Kawhi DeRozan trade. Uh, moment's kind of been overshadowed by his laugh, but... Charlie, when you when you heard that, like, because we all knew DeRozan had a, had a giant contract he had just signed with Toronto. Kawhi wasn't had bad relations with San Antonio. When you heard basically they swapped players, does does anyone win in this trade? I thought it was a win win for both teams, considering that Kawhi wasn't going to stay with San Antonio, and San Antonio now has Demar Derozan locked into a contract. That's ridiculous for too. years. <laughs> and even if the and even if Kawhi Leonard does decide to leave Toronto after this season. I thought it was the right move to make because they they weren't they weren't getting past LeBron James and the Cavs every year. I don't think they'll get past Boston or Philly. It's just the point where they're gonna have to start a new a new team. They're gonna have to rebuild their roster, and we'll see we'll see after this year if they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference. And for the most part, Toronto since like 2014, I believe, when this whole Lowry DeRozan era started, or 2013. 
they've been one of the best teams in the East in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason, I remember that one. I remember that one year they were like the best team in the East first seed. I believe they got swept by Atlanta or something like that. Or in the second, they got. I think they got swept by Cleveland. Something like that. Yeah, they got swept right out of the building. And at this point, uh, DeRozan signed through 2021. He has a player option 2020. Um, I believe the Toronto Raptors won this with Kawhi Leonard because I don't think the Spurs are going to be – I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I know that might be a hot take, but I no, don't see no, it. I, I, I don't see, see the Spurs making the playoffs in this Western Conference. And Toronto, I know you're only going to have Kawhi for one year, but hopefully a change of scenery for Kawhi will do something. Hopefully Lowry can – him and him can complement each other well. And um, in this East, obviously, you got Boston up there, Milwaukee, but Toronto's going to be right there as well. I agree with you both. I mean, I think we saw, as you mentioned, every year Lowry and DeRozan, great teams, but they just couldn't get over the hump. I mean, at, at some and point, you can't you, keep doing it. Exactly. Every year. At some point, you have to turn the page on that core. They, I think they did a smart move because they could either blown it up. We talked about Kyle Lowry, maybe he would be traded for younger pieces. They have a decent young core at OG Ananobi. They got Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. They have some good young pieces, but no no future stars. Um, but I think they made a good move. They went for it this year. They say Kawhi Leonard is going to give us the best chance to win this year. I would not be surprised if they came out of the East. I'm not picking them to, but I do think they'll be the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, and Danny Green, don't sleep on him. He was a big addition as well. But yeah, That's a good point. I think they're going for it this year. If they don't make it, they'll reset. Kawhi Leonard, I don't think, is staying there no matter what unless they win a yeah, championship. So. Um, if not, they reset, and they'll go with that young core. Kyle Lowry would probably be a guy that's being traded next summer. Um, for the Spurs, we knew Kawhi was leaving. That, that bridge had that that uh, ship has sailed, I should say. Um, <laughs> that ship had been burned. <laughs> but we know— the Bridge was burned. <laughs> yeah. We, we know that he was leaving the Spurs. So— Considering they still want to win, try a couple more years. They have Marcus Aldridge under contract, some veterans, Pau Gasol. Um, they want to try and win a couple more years. Um, so they get DeRozan under contract. He's still an all-star caliber player. I don't think they make the playoffs either, but not because of the DeRozan-Leonard uh, switch. I think because if you look at their backcourt now, all the injuries they have, which Juante Murray, they have uh, Lonnie Walker, their first-round pick. He's injured. Now uh, Derek White just got injured. So they really don't have anyone in the backcourt to go next to DeRozan at the point guard position. So I don't think they make the playoffs, but overall I think both teams did well in that trade. You know what I want to say about this move, and this might be out of left field because I, I think that immediately both teams win, but unless Kyle, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't resign, obviously the Spurs won this trade, but I want to know where all those guys and all those people are that got mad at LeBron and KD and whatever for moving, getting mad about them at them about loyalty, but then don't hold the NBA franchises the same amount of loyalty. DeMar DeRozan, free agent, didn't even look at other teams because he was so committed to Toronto, signed with Toronto, was praised for that. Then they just dealt him for a better option. Why don't we have that same energy for like or Chicago? Because, because they have Derrick Rose, the darling city. The exact same situation as LeBron. The moment Derrick Rose starts falling off, the team gets rid of him, and no one blinks well, an eye. I don't think anyone is giving Chicago any flack for getting rid of Derrick Rose. No, but I'm no, saying, I, but, the, but the, the same mentality. We don't put that mentality onto about the like players. The, yeah, because if they're fans, fans don't really care. I feel like about the higher ups of the team. They care about the players for their team. And if they leave, then that's ripping the heart out. I understand if like there's a Toronto fan that's a fan of uh, obviously Demar Derozan and the team like ships him off. I can understand if they're frustrated, but the whole NBA in general, the NBA fan base is not going to be mad at the Toronto well, Raptors. Th- for doing this is that. just the point why I'm always so into player empowerment because we talk about uh, sometimes people saying players have too much power, but Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. 
uh, signed this giant contract thinking he'd play in Toronto, and now he's going to be playing in San Antonio and had no choice over that. So that, I just, that was my point I wanted to t- talk about. It's a good point to bring up. Um, uh, I mean, I see your point there. I think I every situation is an individual circumstance. With LeBron James, a lot of people hated that because you got arguably the best player in the league at the time joining forces with two other superstars. Uh, I mean, that was kind of an easy way out. If you look at Durant, he joined the best team in the league that just beat his team. Uh, that that was that, that was a little out. bit of a coward's way out too. I mean, certain situations I think are a little bit different. Um, but I, I I get what you mean. I meant the, the the mentality. I heard almost no backlash over the trade, but yeah. I, I I didn't expect there to be. I just always wanted to point. I mean, that you can't out. blame Toronto. We we just talked about both sides of the trade. It made sense for both organizations to do that. DeRozan got put in a top tough spot. Obviously, he was loyal to Toronto, but. I, I can't blame Masai Ujiri and the Raptors for that. All right, well, can we blame Jimmy Butler for how he's acted in Minnesota? Um, I don't know if we're blowing this up, this story up because we're caught in the moment, but people were talking about it being an iconic NBA moment. Regardless, the synopsis is Jimmy Butler goes into practice and then just basically destroys everyone and yells at, like, was it the GM or... Uh, or yeah, he yelled at, I believe, the GM. GM, or, Scott Lading, yeah, Scott you Thibodeau, me, yeah, Williams, win, Towns, everyone. You can't win without me. You need me. Uh... So safe to say, he probably won't finish with Minnesota this year. How are we feeling about this move? Is this? Is I'm I'm just shocked that he's being reintegrated into the into the Timberwolves <laughs> yeah, he might, he's play. team. He's, and he's probably going to play. play. Well, does, so, that, does that tell us that they can't find a trade for him? Uh, I think they're what we've heard from them. They're asking for way too much. They're asking for a promising young player, first round pick, a good veteran player. This guy's going to be a free agent next year. <laughs> exactly. As well, so. I mean, and they've made it known. He's made it known that he wants to be out. So they don't have a lot of leverage there in terms of that. Um. I don't know, and I think he's right. Honestly, the, they can't win without him. They literally barely made the playoffs last year. He missed a ton of games. Twelve, Jimmy Butler. 12 year postseason drought till he came. Yeah, I, I didn't think they win on the last day of the regular season. They did. They beat the Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, but Tom Thibodeau. I do not. I used to once think he was one of the best coaches in basketball, but the game has kind of moved past him, and he hasn't adapted with it. He still wants to play heavy zone defense where he's help, helping the big from the corner. You can't do that when there are four shooters on the floor. Offensively, he has an antiquated offense. Um, I think he's a big problem there. Also, he has president control, so he's making the moves. He's looking into trade offers for Jimmy Butler where he doesn't necessarily want to trade Jimmy Butler. Um, I think that whole organization's kind of messed up. You have Andrew Wiggins, who is mm-hmm. underperforming given his talent level. Carl um, Anthony Towns doesn't play super hard. You see, you saw him get dominated at points um, in some tough games, tough matchups. He had a game against the Rockets last year. He had like five points. I mean, I, I see where Jimmy Butler's coming from, and I understand why he would want to leave. I never th- – this. I mean, they – this is kind of similar to Toronto last this year with taking Kawhi Leonard, a market that you don't necessarily see a star player staying, um, and they take the chance. I never thought Jimmy Butler would stay in Minnesota despite that great young core, so he's looking to move on to bigger and better pastures. And honestly. the thing with Jimmy Butler in that incident in practice, um, it must have been in Jimmy's <laughs> mind or in Jimmy Butler's mind that – Obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the doors, but he's probably thinking this team's just going through the progressions. He doesn't see anyone with the fire, the passion to get better like he does. And you look at Jimmy Butler's past and how he worked his way up, I can see why he got mad if that's the case. Now, is he? would you give him the pass for yelling at people and doing what he did? He's not Kobe. As I heard some people say that. but I, 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 <laughs> I love the story. And it's a good story. It's so much it's, fun. It does make so for much some fun. fun. So, um, but the whole Jimmy Butler thing, I, I don't know if I was – okay with him going the way he, uh, the way he did it you know so, what i mean it's also kind of pathetic to think that jimmy butler took a pair of 
third string guys and beat and beat the first. Carl Anthony Towns. And that's true. An- Anthony, Apparently it is. Andrew that's Wiggins, awesome. all those guys. Although I will say, maybe Towns and Wiggins were almost in shock. So maybe <laughs> that might have been it. Where they're just like, "Oh my, is he gonna like stab me if I try and go <laughs> well, and block he, this he shot?" He supposedly was checking Carl Anthony Towns the entire <laughs> practice, and if seven yeah. foot Carl Anthony Towns can't score on Jimmy Butler, who's about six five, six six, albeit he's there. a great defender, mm-hmm. that's a problem right there. It shows I, him a little bit. Well, Jimmy Butler made his way into the league off of effort. He said it himself. Of course. But I mean, I what also I heard, which I think describes him well, he's the hardest worker in the room, but he also is going to let everyone else know he's the hardest worker in the room. He's going to talk about it and okay. commend himself, <laughs> which doesn't necessarily go over well. Um, he's a tough guy to deal with. I mean, you saw it in Chicago. He got on. He, him and Derrick Rose had a little bit of a beef back then when he was starting to surpass Rose as the <laughs> team's face, the team's best player. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really blame him from his perspective, but I can see where players have a problem with Devil's him. advocate, he's never actually played for a team, though, that he's chosen to play for. So maybe that's part of the frustration of him. He played, he drafted, played for Chicago, then got traded in Minnesota. Technically, he's never really chosen his situation. That could be part of it, where he's like, I'm the superstar talent. Why don't I get to move like all these other guys? Well, he will have a chance after this year. Yeah, the one thing I don't like if you want to talk about player empowerment is how the contracts are structured in terms of restricted free agency. After four years, I think players should have the ability to change their own teams. But if they want to sign a max contract like Carl Anthony Towns just did, he's going to take the money, but he has to stay in Minnesota for five more years. So I think they should get rid of the restricted free agency, but that's just me. All right, cool. So those are the kind of big three main headlines we missed over the summer. But let's get into more uh, nerdiness of NBA talk. Give me your top four teams in the East. We can do it in order if you feel comfortable enough doing order. I'll go off real first. East, I got the Celtics. I'm doing this in order. I got the Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, 76ers. Though I do like, it was. I think it was Billy, you said the Raptors would be the f- number one seed, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I think in terms of, of their ability to get to the finals and perform in the finals, I'm going to go Celtics if they're healthy. Uh, Raptors, because I think Kawhi is going to be special this year. Bucks, because I have obvious reason to be honest and then 76ers which who maybe my favorite eastern conference team mm-hmm. at least to watch uh that being said am i off on any on so any we're guys? running through the top four yeah i'm giving top four i, I did mine in order but you don't have to i just tweeted mine out a little while ago <laughs> <laughs> I, think we're, I don't i haven't heard charles but i know we're I, different. i have toronto mind. one boston two although i have boston surpassing toronto in the playoffs uh milwaukee three i think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year mm-hmm. i have Giannis winning mvp mike budenholzer is going to be huge for them okay they had Jason Kidd last year, he got fired in the middle of the season. They really haven't had a great coach there. I think Budenholzer is going to bring a new offense to them. He's going to space the floor more. Brooke Lopez, Ursan, Ilyasova are going to help them a lot, spacing the floor. Can you space the the floor at their size? Like, isn't part of it just that they're all like trees? Who? The entire Bucks roster. They no, no, no. Now they're going to have Ilyasova and Lopez two. I think big they're, they're guys that could, guy. that could shoot. That's what I'm saying. So but. they're going to stretch the floor for Giannis. Going to allow Giannis to. Pe- they're going to literally go four out. Giannis has the ball, mm-hmm. and there's going to be no help defensively for him. So he's going to have one-on-one matchups. It's going to be perfect for him. He's going to penetrate out of that. He's going to pass to others. I think he's in for a big year. And then I got Philadelphia at four. I have pretty much what most people think. I just be. I have Boston at one. I have Philadelphia two, Toronto three, and uh, Milwaukee at four, and then. Uh, for the for the last five, I'd definitely go with um, Washington at five. Now you're not following the rules. We said top four. Like Charlie can do what he wants. Charlie. I know. I'm just kidding. All right, I'll just <laughs> leave it at the top five, and then I have Washington. <laughs> if he wants five. to give the top five, you can. Um, I think we all have the same four teams, but I'm going to be different as well. I said Boston, Milwaukee, Raptors, and then 76ers. I think that's the way it's going to go. Giannis is going to have an unbelievable year, and he's already had unbelievable years. He's going to take it to the next level again. 
Um, the Raptors, I don't. I know everyone. You have them at number one. I know they have Kawhi Leonard. I just don't know what that's going to translate to. So I'm going to put them at three. I know they're going to win games, but I still think Boston's the number one team in the what, East. What, they've started in a lot of the preseason games. The lineup of Lowry, Green, Leonard, Ananobi, and Ibaka. When they start mm-hmm. those five, they're spacing the floor well. Yeah, it's five. And look at it defensively, though. You have Danny Green. He's a high-level defender. Kawhi Leonard's an unbelievable defender. Ananobi's a really good defender for a second-year player. Ibaka's pretty solid. He's always been. Lowry could hang in there. He's a tough competitor. So that's a really good defensive lineup that I like. They bring Valanciunas off the bench, I think, is what they're going to do now, um, which can give him a little scoring punch. But they're a deep team. they got good defenders. I think they have guys that know how to play in their role. And if Kawhi's back, like we've seen him in the past, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And the reason why I wanted to go past the top four is because I have a hot take. I think Cleveland will make the playoffs this year. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't agree. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think don't it's a hot take. I mean, I have Colin Sexton would have to have uh, Donovan Mitchell. Well, a lot of people are projecting them season. to win only like thirty games. I think that they're still. I think they'll win I more think than they'll 30. still be like an eighth seed in the East. Does that speak more about the East though, or, or Cleveland's surprising us? I, I I think the eighth seed could go to Detroit, Cleveland. Brooklyn or Charlotte. I think any of those four teams, I would not be surprised. <laughs> oh, they snuck Brooklyn in there. I mean, <laughs> I don't think which it's could happen. Which could I think happen. If, we'll you look, if you look at if you look at a lot of different pundits' predictions, and that's the right. It's usually Detroit eight, and then it's Nets, Charlotte, and Cleveland. Hold on to that thought for our next episode when we go, because I, I am going to ask you. I have a lot to that. talk about. All right, well let's let's uh, be like LeBron James and move over to the West. Give me your top four teams in the West. Uh, I'll I'll go first because I did the East as well. I'm going to go Warriors. Rockets, I think those are two. I mean, because they've only gotten stronger. Obviously, the Warriors did too, because I guess a soul costs that much. <laughs> Thunder and then Lakers, I have as my next two teams. Now, the Thunder Lakers are interchangeable, uh, but I think the Thunders are going to, the Thunders, the Thunder are going <laughs> to really surprise everyone because Paul George, I think, is going to take an even bigger step forward. We're, we're a couple years removed from that gruesome leg injury, which people I don't think understand how much that really put him back but he has a signature shoe for a reason i think he's going to uh break out russell westbrook <laughs> is a stat monster uh so i think that uh he can't win on his own but with paul george stephen adams one of the most underrated big men i'm into them and then the lakers obviously because lebron and we all count out lebron until the very last moment so that's my top four in the west the thunder are gonna get blown out tonight though without russell westbrook no andre <laughs> roberson and stephen adams might not play Oh, yeah, the, uh, just in general, it's gonna be a rough start. It's but gonna be a rough. Good, yeah. th- no, it's it, the NBA season's a marathon, and I'm banking on the marathon. Uh, no, I, I'll give my predictions late. I'll give my top four after Billy, but I just, I'm just saying. No, good points, good point. They might have some hiccups in the beginning without with all the injuries. Uh, Paul George, he's turning 29 by the time the playoffs start. I don't really see him having a late, late. That's career huge jump, but twenty twenty nine. But he's not. I don't think he's gonna have some jump out of nowhere. The only, I do agree with you that his stats will be higher because I think of higher usage rate without Carmelo there now. He's gonna be playing a little more of the four two. I think that will help his game. He'll have a good season. But my top four is Golden State one, Houston two, Utah. I have three, and Oklahoma City four. I have the Lakers at five. Um, Utah's a good. Especially if you think Mitchell, you think Mitchell's going to take a big step forward. I don't think he's a huge yeah. step forward, but I think he'll, he'll be a. I think he'll be a little bit better, even yeah, if he's he about be. the same. I think you have Rubio there, Gobert's there. Hopefully, Gobert's more healthy than last year. He missed a lot of games. Ingles is a good player. I think Quinn Snyder is one of the most underrated coaches in basketball. I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. Um, but they had a good year last year. I think I expect him to do more of the same this year. I have the same exact uh, top four as Billy with. Gold, oh, I got so upset that you might you, you you're gonna you're gonna save me, but okay, maybe no, Golden maybe State, is more reasonable. Golden State one, Houston two, Utah three, and Oklahoma City four, and then the Lakers will come will round out 
the five. I actually have the Lakers beating the Thunder, though, in the first round. I think well, LeBron will will his team over the Thunder in the 4-5 matchup, but that's There is a difference between go. regular season teams and postseason. We're making predictions for the regular season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the, all these four teams get in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if the postseason, like, I, I, I believe in the Lakers 100% more than I do the Thunder, for example. That's stuff like that. But regardless, Dom... The wait is over. What are your top four teams in the West? Is that what everyone was waiting for? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. They're a little different. I have the Warriors, Rockets, Lakers, Jazz, OKC5. I know we didn't been, say five, Dom. I know, but I, I said five. He said five. Well, everyone, wants said five. To, everyone wants to know where we have the Lakers. So you kind of, if they don't have them in the top five, you gotta gotta say where they are. I put, I, I put. No, them what, you, what you gotta say is figure out my five by checking out my Twitter and then play the, the way, handle. That's how. That's how you low do it. key six man of the year, Carmelo Anthony on the Rockets. That would I be, think Eric Gordon's the best six man on that team. So I don't know how no. Melo's gonna get. We'll it, see. Oh, Melo's starting. Is Melo gonna start? I think he's coming off the bench. No, he's coming off the bench. Dwayne Wade, maybe six man of the year. James Ennis and PJ Tucker starting for them. Dwayne uh, Wade is not winning six man of the year. And I would and honestly, it's it may be a good point, but I think to those guys, Wade and Mel, it'd be almost an insult for them to get six man of the year at the end of their career. It shouldn't be. I don't think it would yeah. be for I Wade, be maybe cool. for Melo. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Well, it definitely would be for Wade. Wade's a Wade's a I mean, I think he's the third greatest shooting guard of all but time. Wade's realized where he is in his career. Yeah. I mean okay. I, I think Melo's still still fighting to start. But all right, guys, so we're gonna wrap this up soon, but before we go, let's do predictions. Uh Give me. We'll go with the finals real quick. What do you? You don't give need to give a score. Just say two teams and who you think is going to win. Billy, I got Golden State over Boston. I think that's pretty, pretty bland prediction considering what people think is going to happen this year. Charlie, I also agree. I think it's going to be Golden State over Boston in the finals. Golden State over Boston. Golden State in six. I'm going to go Lakers over the Celtics. Come oh, on. Right. Come I think on. It's the 80s exactly. all over again. Exactly. exactly. And we can go back to old pick and pods back when the <laughs> Cavs were down to the Warriors in the finals and they came back and won that. I think LeBron James is the greatest player to ever play in the NBA. And what does and that mean? But he like hasn't this. been able to be... Um, okay, yeah, well, we're, 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 real quick before you go, 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 give me your MVPs and then Rookie of the Year. Giannis MVP, Rookie of the Year, DeAndre Ayton. Charlie. I'm going to agree with Giannis at MVP, and Luka Doncic will win Rookie of the Year. LeBron James, MVP, DeAndre in Rookie of the Year. I'm going to go uh, Kawhi, MVP, and Alonzo Trier, Rookie of the Year. Anyways. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, Luka Doncic is, is obviously okay. the safe pick. Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. This has been Pick and Pod. We had so much fun. Make sure to check out the next one coming out on Wednesday uh, where we'll do Knicks and Nets. Bye for now.